listen to episode 39. Keep it on <laughs> till the end. What's up to our sidekicks and henchfolk out there in the Geek Nation? We're here to talk about Fresh Floppies. A floppy is a monthly comic book that comes out, and then you read it, and then so the, I, I think that's a disservice. Uh, they, they come out monthly, but weekly comics are available. Every single Wednesday every is, Wednesday. is new comic book Well, day. sometimes Tuesdays. Ah, fuck off, DC. <laughs> All right, so every Tuesday is DC's new comic book day, but Wednesday is literally everyone In the else. 21st century, you're not allowed to make blanket statements. Sorry. You just actually have, have to. Have to make sure everyone Everything is, is qualified. Yes. Yeah. So, comics. <laughs> <laughs> We're here to talk about comics, fresh floppies. Uh, we will be telling you if they are fresh. If they're fresh AF, if they're barely fresh, if my alarm is going off because I have to do 10 push-ups. D- turn it off. We're not, not right now. I'm gonna, hold on, let me just do my 10 push-ups. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> All right, start us off with Ghost Machine. Uh, Ghost Machine. This is a weird book uh, in so much as it's a lot of books. So this oh, is, it's uh, Image. Yeah, Ghost, it's, it's by Image, but Ghost Machine itself is the name of the new imprint. Um, a collective, if you will. I will. Of uh, creators uh, just by the name of Peter J. Tomasi, Jeff Johns, Brian Hitch, Gary Frank, Justin Fabok, Francis Manipal, Brad Meltzer, Ivan Reese, Peter Snedgeberg, and Maytel Schutt. I've never heard of them. I've never heard of Maytel oh, and Lamont McGee. or Lamont McGee. They are new to me. Um, so this is, uh, they're, they're, they're building an imprint. Uh, yeah. That's pretty much it. It's, it's um, connected universe stories. Uh, well, I think they're all connected universe yes. stories. Maybe not. They are. The other ones in the back didn't seem like they needed to be if they yeah. were or they weren't. I don't so think it they really need matter. to be. I yeah. just think they are. Um, this that came out, Ghost Machine, number one, uh, by Thick Image Boy. Comics, only four ninety nine, about 65 pages, is a primer for absolutely all of the stuff that they have come. Well, no, that's not true. Not all, all the it. stuff they have coming this April, this yeah. spring. There are still some other books that are teased. So I thought that this was going to be like a history of the universe or just like a, a one of those manuals, mm. oh, cool. which it Oof. kind of is. But it's also it's got a shit of ton of a shit ton of like good Story. five, six page stories. Yeah. Um, now, and no, I liked it. Did you did you check out? Um, gosh, what is it? I've uh, read them all. Somna? Geiger. No. Oh, Somna. Distillery. Somna. Distillery. Have you checked out the distillery stuff? Because Distillery of them. is another um, publisher. I thought I didn't realize Ghost Machine was part of Image. I thought it was like Distillery was its own uh, publish publisher. So it's kind of neat that it is Image. But yeah, um, I, you and I both read Geiger. Yeah, we read the eighty-page giant, which also had the red code in it, and et cetera. Um, yeah, Junkyard Joe is another one. That's, that was a whole series. It was good. Have you, you? Okay, so you've been enjoying the Geiger verse. Yeah, there's uh, so far. There's been one mini series of Geiger, um, uh, one big one shot, a mini series of Junkyard Joe, which was great, uh, and then, a and then two, issue, two issue of Geiger. Yeah, it's been two up. years that they've just kind of been doing. And honestly, I don't know how far they are ahead because Gary Frank is not a fast no. illustrator. Um, and these books, every time they announce them, these books come out on time like yeah. clockwork. So I, I imagine they're like two years ahead. Wonderful. Yeah. So what did you think of this primer? Um, this was cool. Uh, I liked... Uh, overall, this was cool. Um, there are multiple creative teams in this bitch. Uh, let's see. <laughs> so we get so much. Uh, the Unnamed, which... It, it seems as though 
funny because they all have imprint, names. It seems as though this imprint. <laughs> it seems as though this imprint uh, is in factions of types of stories. So like types of genres. The first one being the unnamed, which is their kind of post-apocalyptic, almost hero-esque universe. Uh, this is the more like, this feels more like Jeff Johns. Yeah. Uh, there's a short story of Geiger by J- Johns and Frank. A uh, short story of Redcoat by Jeff Johns and uh, Brian Hitch. Uh, Redcoat is an immortal guy that pl- that you know, he fought in the um, Revolutionary War, mm-hmm. and he just hasn't been able to die since. Uh, seems like an asshole, which is enjoyable. So, um, yeah, I don't think there's a hero in this bunch yet no. uh, that we've that I've met. Well, Geiger's um, a hero. Yeah, sort of, I guess. He doesn't, he doesn't really care. Uh, he just gets roped into things, kind of like. He's an anti-hero. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like John Constantine. He's, he's not a... Yeah. yeah. Same thing with Redcoat. Con- John Constantine, kind of an asshole. Fit. Um, yeah. I can Brit- well, he's a British asshole. That's all you need. That's yeah. What it is. Uh, so, it's the threshold for me. All of these characters have gotten their abilities due to war. Yeah, because we also are, are randomly introduced to the... Not the Unknown Soldier. Yeah, is it the Unknown Soldier? The Unknown? The Northerner, Redcoat, the, the Monster, Junkyard Joe, American Widow X, the First Ghost... Uh, the Unknown War, which is an event, and then Geiger. Um, okay, yes. So we'll see what all that Oof. is connected and how. But it's kind of cool. That's the whole first 20 pages of this book. Yeah. Um, and this section ends with stat sheets of our main characters that we've met so far, some that we have not met, including President Sarah Nash, mm-hmm. <laughs> who is going to be in The First Ghost by Brad Meltzer. And, uh, well, we don't know the artist yet. But, um, yeah, this was cool. And then the second part is... Rook, Exodus, Exodus, which is all sci-fi with a cool-ass conceit as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, farmers who left Earth to go populate slash propagate on another planet, uh, and they all have masks mm-hmm. that are allow them to control uh, species and phyla of specific animals. Mm-hmm. So you've got one with birds, one with swine, one with wolves, one with blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But now it's like a Shit goes bad, and it's almost like a war between or factions of these uh, wardens. Anal- they're called wardens. That's they're, right, they're wardens. wardens. Yeah, very cool. Uh, and, that's and, and Jeff Johns main, and Jason Fabok. Yeah, and our main dude, um, Rook. Rook birdies uh, is the birdie boy is just trying to get pieces of a ship so that he can get off this planet. Mm-hmm. And he's got a little buddy swine uh, who commands all the pigs. Um, what did you you thought this was cool? Yeah, I wasn't I was, sure yet. I thought it was a cool conceit. Um, I, so the short story, which is about five or six pages, was like, yeah, whatever. But then when I read the actual stat sheets of mm-hmm. Rook, Swine, Dire Wolf, and then the Choose Your Animal, and it shows a bunch of the other masks and animals yeah. associated with, I was like, okay, this might be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Like, the short story itself didn't really do much for me because no. it didn't really... D- but the thought and the setup and the potential of... I don't know. It, it did give me... Uh, lantern vibes. Oh, I the see. different types of, yeah, yeah. and then how some will work with others and some may work off of each other. I, there's potential here. I oh, think there's they, cool do they potential. Do, that? do they interact? I'm just looking at the animals and oh, oh, and they do like it's it ends with them saying like the war of the wardens. So there's going to be factions. There's going to be betrayals. I like this might be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I am not a huge fan of Justin Fabok, but when he <laughs> when he is doing his Gary Frank impressions, I'm like, yeah, this is great. Yeah, this is <laughs> Gary Frank, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, he is, he's very much, like, he doesn't ape Gary Frank, but he is very much in the style of yeah. 
Gary Frank. And um, you know what? If Ivan Reese and Gary Frank had a baby, it'd be Justin Fabok. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Johns definitely has a type. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, and then yeah, we I, get... thought, I thought those were cool, but I wasn't wowed. Like, oh, mm-hmm. man, I cannot wait for this. If, this. if this book never comes out, I'll forget about it. So it started to fall apart a little bit for me with the Family Odysseys, which is the all. Hang on. All he's making faces. The I'm all, making faces. The all ages imprint. Yeah. The first, uh, both by Peter J. Tomasi, um, uh-huh. with art by Francis Manipal and Peter Snezberg. The Rockefellers, which <laughs> I can't get my mouth around, and I hate the name of it. Yeah. But it's pretty cute. It's pretty cute. It's pretty cute. I um, I actually got more involved because of the Family Odysseys imprint stuff. And then the Hornsby and Halo. Yeah. I loved. It was great. I absolutely loved the idea of. Nature versus nurture on a yeah. cosmic level with just two 12 year olds. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Absolutely I love awesome. I both of these. I was like, oh, this, these both uh, look the, like a lot of fun. The Rockefellers, I, the tone of it, it's, a, it's really hard to tell because it's a short story. Yeah. Like it's just five pages and they squeeze a lot in. If the full story is this kind of like everyone broadly gesticulating and talking loudly. Mm-hmm. I, I might get, I might get a little tired of it. Well, it was, it was during a chase scene. It, no, it's just the way that they talk to each other, and like mm. uh, it's it's um, it's like it's like overly expository dialogue, mm. which is a function for a short story. Yeah, but to introduce I, us to these people. I want this to breathe a little bit more mm-hmm. because the art is phenomenal. I love Francis Manipal, oh, so um, and Peter J. Tomasi is so good with these kind of family stories and, yeah. and voices of kids. Yep. So I mean, I'm gonna pick up the first issue. I just was more wowed by Hornsby and Halo. Yeah. Although I do, um, I'm not a huge um, Peter Snedberg fan. No. Um, I, I know him from Preacher way back in the day. Let's, um, and and this I think is he better. did some Vampirella. Let's, let's, uh, let's swap the two artists. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Hornsby and Halo, fun. And, and then we get and to then, the section that's yours. Yeah, so there's, they're also <laughs> going to be doing horror books. So... Um, from Hyde Street. So basically, what? Think Fear Street, but Hyde Street. Um, every Or Elm Street. Every town has a Hyde Street, apparently. And that's this is sort of like where all the horror stuff happens. Uh, I don't think we get enough in this storyline. No, this um, is... um. This is just like the first three pages of the book, I think. As opposed to a complete little short story to wet your whistle for the upcoming book. So this broke apart. This broke. This broke down. <laughs> this broke me a little bit. Uh, the hide part. Mm. As much as I dug pieces of it, it was the most disheveled of the sections. Yes. Um, it starts with like one quick short story, a la you know Creep Show or or Tales from the Crypt. Then it it attempts to go like broad with we're everywhere, we're in every city, and then it shows some stuff that is incongruous, incongruous, yeah. uh, like. It and then starts, one page of a different story. Yeah, yeah, it starts a whole different And then mini- finishes the other. Yeah, yeah it's, it's 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 a little, as a sampler, it's a little too disjointed. But yeah. the art's beautiful. I'd it's read Eon all these Reese. stories. And it's fine. Uh, this was this was so worth $5. Oh, my God. This yes. is fucking rad. Um, and there isn't a single one of these series that I'm not going to sample. Oh, I'm definitely going to check all of them What's, um, in the In the current previews, in the current solicitations... Geiger, Exodus, and Redcoat all come out on the same day in April. Mm. And I don't know if I like that. And they're all Jeff Johns. I don't know if I like that. 
it's, you should space them out. April 3rd is like the big push for Ghost Machine and Geiger Redcoat and uh, Rook Exodus all come out. Wow. Um, huh. That's a, you know, it, for a industry that has so many books coming out every week and a lot of them are Marvel and DC, to ask new readers to buy three whole issues yeah. of three new series on the same day along with their other subscriptions. I keep thinking of it's a um, bit much for me. Something that um something that our Lord and Savior Brian Michael Bendis said once. Uh no, I'm just kidding. In regards to his creator own stuff. When he moved to DC, he launched like three three DC books and then like three creator owned all in the same like sixty day span. Yeah. And when he moved over to Dark Horse, he was like, I'm never doing that again. Yeah. Cover got lost. Pearl got lost. Um, yeah. The, the Scarlet, like, continuation, nobody touched. And, yeah, yeah it was just too much. So now was he's like. Was it like Word Balloon or something? Yeah. Yeah. But now he's like, no, no, no. One book at a time. Yeah. So that's why you're seeing just, like, Joy Operations, the ones. And it's just always one book at a time. because yeah, man. You, you're spreading yourself too thin. You, you cut your... into your own market. There it is. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, that being said, I will try each of those. Oh yeah, no, we're going to yeah, talk about all of them on the sure. show. Um, um, wait, no, no, you're yeah, going to talk about we're going to talk about Titans Beast World next. But you know what I'm going to do? Tell me. I'm going to fucking take over this show. Oh okay. And I want to talk about a book that no one's talking about, and it's pissing me off. Is it? It's God's number four, written by Jonathan Hickman and Valeria Shidi. Um Literally one of the absolute best writers, storytellers in this in this format, in this genre in this space <laughs> uh-huh is crushing it oh. on a top tier book and it's not a part of the conversation online yeah. or anything and i don't fucking understand i've noticed that as well i was like how come everyone was so excited for gods this and is, no one's talking about it this is legit the best hickman i have read since hoxpox <gasps> it is so fucking good wow. it's and it's it's not even the same hickman too this is like swashbuckling um cute comedy <laughs> giant stakes this this okay issue four is what just came out and it is a story told hmm. it, it has to deal with time travel a little bit mm -hmm. so you're seeing like um when the uh, main character and dr strange are trying to stop a dude from erasing all of reality uh, boom and they start to do it and then you see this character's back, the bad guy's backstory, and then it goes back to the same moment of them trying, like trying to stop him, and then you see more of his backstory, and then oh. back to the same moment, and you realize uh, towards the middle of the book, like, oh, Doctor Strange is co is continually manipulating the time or like you know time so they can keep gaining one second on this guy, and oh. it's or a millisecond on this guy. It is structured beautifully. These characters are so fully fleshed out. It's disgusting. Valerio Shidi, I've has what a, never seen him so do this good. well. There is so much love in this fucking book. I'm starting to get upset that people aren't <laughs> talking about it. Start tweeting about it, bitch. Uh, the, uh, this is this has been my favorite Hickman since uh, Fantastic Four. One, wow. This is so fucking good. Wow. I I I read the first issue. We read the it giant months size ago. first issue. Yeah, which was amazing. And then I just forgot. It's so to keep good. reading. So I'm definitely going to jump back on and read two, it three, also, four. Also, it's 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 complex, but there is nothing inaccessible about this book. I know people complain about him being inaccessible all the yeah. time. Nope. All right. So the first issue that we reviewed came out, and we said it's like a little trade paperback. Yeah. It's its own little one and done. 
issues two, three, and four, do those follow the same, or is it no. another story? Issue issue one is this store is this like one large story, and they stop it. Yeah. They they stop the threat. Mm-hmm. Issue two, three, and four is like a sequel to that first story. Mm, okay. it's a continuation, but it's almost a jumping on point at sure. issue two. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like uh, it really is, does feel like a sequel. Like okay. I saw this really great movie, and then like six months later, Another they're following one. up on it. Great, yeah, awesome. But uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, just just flipping through the book makes me want to read it. And it looks issue so good. this issue this issue here is the first time that they've referred to that first oh, issue. Okay, yeah. cool, nice. I don't have no idea how this is going to be collected. Issue one was like eighty pages long. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. We'll, we'll find see. out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, sorry to derail. Uh, what do you want to talk about? Let's talk about Titans Beast World number five. This is the penultimate issue to the event, wherein um, um, Gar. Right? Gar, yeah. Gar, the Beast Boy, has um, turned himself into a Starro the Conqueror <laughs> and sent out a bunch of uh, little baby Starros. Jar- I mean, Garros. He's called Garros, Garros. of course. Um, and has been t- turned uh, a million human beings into different human-esque animals. Mm-hmm. And they've been murdering everyone. And then in the last issue, um, Amanda Waller was given kind of basically full power by the president to do whatever she wants. And so in this issue, she's like, hey, we're going to murder all those people. Um, we, we're going to corral we, them and murder them. We murdered Gar, the beast boy, the Titan, using the the beautiful sacrifice of Chester Runk, who didn't sacrifice himself. He was fooled into doing mm-hmm. it. And they um, killed his kid. And they, fooled. Oh, yeah, his, forced. Forced, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they just basically teleported him into... Garo's brain and his ability is to suck things into another dimension. So he sucks Garo's brain and himself into another dimension. Yeah. Killing them both that as far as we know. Um and so now we're dealing with the fallout of this in this issue. What did you think? There's a big reveal. Doctor Doctor Hate, who we've been seeing for the past bunch of issues. Yeah. Is revealed. Since, since Night Terrors. Yeah. Um We won't spoil it, don't worry. I'm enjoying this series. But it, I think the the the, I wouldn't even call it a problem. Just the, the thing I said a couple issues ago about I don't know why this is an event. Yeah. It just feels like, a, arc of titans, mm-hmm. and that became more that that was validated even. First of all, I really like this issue. Yeah. It's wonderful. The art is wonderful. Um, I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying the story. It's fantastic. But, um, when I read the, titans tie-in issues. Yeah. It makes me think even more that this is just a Titan's arc because those are like filler. Yeah. Like, oh, this happened in the two minutes that was not over there. And it's like. Then it should have just been a Titan's book. Yeah, I think it should have just been a Titan's book. Um, or don't do the Titan's book for two months while you do this yeah. or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't. It, there's weight to this book, especially. I was say, this feels big to me. There's weight to this book. Um, but. It, I don't know. It's it's uh, intangible. It doesn't feel like an event. Just like how Night Terrors didn't feel like a fucking event. It just mm. felt like cool, cool mini. Yeah. I, I don't know what makes an event an event. Yeah, I don't know. Like, but whether or not it, what a, title aside, yeah, or designation aside. Yeah, it was good. You liked it? Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Tom Taylor. I like Yvonne Reese. Uh, I even like um, Lucas Meyer, who's been filling in for Yvonne Reese. I it's a strong book. I, I dig the hell out of it. Um, yeah, it's just um. I'm ready for I'm ready for the end. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how did you feel about the reveal? 
I was confused by it. Yeah, me because too. I am not as up on my Titans as I used to be. Mm-hmm. So the big reveal was like, oh, I mean, I I got it. Right, mm-hmm. we both got it, but we weren't aware of how we got there before this. Yeah. Series, which honestly, like on its face, that's perfect comic booking. The idea of like you do a last page reveal, and at least just with context that's in the book, yeah, you're good. Yep. Um, I hate that we've talked about that before. I hate that when it's just like somebody opens the door and it's a character you don't know who the hell that is, and the book is telling you like you should be shocked. Yeah. Like ah, huh? Yep. This is not that. No, I I guessed uh, Doctor Hate a couple months ago, and I was wrong. Who did you guess? Oh, wait, don't I say. I mean, I can't say. You can't say because yeah, I'm spoiled. Yeah, because I'm spoiled. Shut up. Maybe I'm not the only one that thought that. Yeah. Uh, oh, is it, are we wrapping it up with Star Wars? Uh, well, I, I did read something else. Oh, do you want to do that first? Uh, yeah, we'll do that. Return right. of The Return of Magneto. Resurrection of Magneto. Uh, whatever. Number one. The Resurrection of Magneto, number one, by, by Al, Al Ewing, Ewing with art by... Vecchio. Uh, Luciano. Luciano Luciano Vecchio. Yup, um, I did not read it. Take it away. There's a lot in this book. Oh, okay. As in, have you ever been in a place uh-huh. where you're like, oh, oh, let's say you go to a restaurant. Okay. Let's say you go to a Red restaurant. Red Lobster. No. Let's say you go to a restaurant and you look at the menu. Uh-huh. It's got pictures, but it's in a different language. Okay. And then you ask the, 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 the wait staff, would you help me decipher what I want to order. I have a good idea of what I want to order because these pictures look wonderful, but I just want to make sure right. some clarity. And the wait staff looks at you and smacks you in the face and asks you why you're here. <laughs> yeah. For a number one. <laughs> that's how this book felt. Oh. Um, will I, would, would I, in another circumstance, in a different context, find a meal on this menu that makes me incredibly happy? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But that would have required me to read three or four other series over I the last see. three years. I see. That has been our, I don't know, I don't want to speak for you. That has been my problem with the Krakoa era kind of since year two, where I kind of fell off because there were so many miniseries going on and different creative teams would be doing the next miniseries, but I wouldn't know how to jump from one to the other. Oh, I I knew uh, I'm, I'm my, there's but, too much. I'm, it's even it's even less than that. I, I knew that this is this is a continuation of X Men Red, which I've not been reading. How'd you know that? But just because the creative team and Magneto right. on it. Like, so if that's, you don't follow, well, I mean Magneto. So wait, X Men Red, Magneto. There was the death of Magneto like a year ago, right? No. Well, yeah, he did die a year ago, but that wasn't a miniseries. It was the trial of Magneto. Trial of Magneto. Yeah, that was. Oh, but he died. When did he die? He died um, during the Hellfire Gala. Judgment, Judgment Night, Judgment Day. He died during Judgment Day. Oh, Uranus, the Eternal, oh, laid wow. waste to Araco. Okay, yeah, he's been ago. dead for a while. Yeah. Um, I even read the, and so that's fine. This is a number one though, mm-hmm. so I need some sort of footing, mm-hmm. and they give it to me, but they give it to me in I see a lot of text, Baroque prose, yeah. and it's just. It was it was a little bit of a boring read, and I love Al Ewing. Um, I even went so far as to read the. I don't always read the introductions. Mm-hmm. I read them all, and I still. And it's like I read this, and I knew all these beats. I knew about the gala. I know about Orcus. I know about the Brotherhood and uh, uh, and and Storm, and Magneto living on Araco, and they they destroyed their Araco backups. Is Mars. It's Mars. Yeah. 
and they destroyed their backups, so there's no resurrection protocols for them. Oh, yeah, I, I know, know all this. Yeah. And that's what that said. I still had no idea what the fuck was going on in this book. Wow, okay. Um, she, uh, she Storm. being Storm, has a dream of Magneto and realizes, uh, I, I need to go find him. We need to resurrect him. So then she goes, and also, there's threads from the Defenders series in here. That's what I'm looking at. Yeah. Yeah, I see um, Marvel. Uh, yeah. What's the it? Defenders and Defenders Beyond, there's like a very large part of the plot that has to do with the book, which I didn't finish. I never finished those either. <sighs> and then she jumps into, the, with their help, she jumps into this afterlife that apparently, which I didn't know about, um, the Scarlet Witch created an afterlife specifically for mutants between realms. Resurrect, sure. Yeah. Between resurrections, between realms, which I didn't know about or how she could do it. No. But Storm decides to go in there and look for Magneto. Oh, huh. And then there's this character who's never heard of, and he's big and scary. And then she has a conversation with a goddess from a thousand years ago that looks like her, and they refer to some other book. Uh, and then a bunch of flashbacks of her and Magneto that I don't remember. I, it's a good-looking book. I'm watching it's you flip through it. Excellent-looking nice book. Art. The layouts, the the layouts are fantastic. Um, this it, they bring in the phallix, which I I don't know how that. Oh, the phalanx. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a very pretty book. Yeah. But it's a culmination. It, it's the culmination of seventy things that I didn't have the pleasure or time to experience. Yeah. As an entry point, this is absolute garbage. As a conclusion, I assume to uh, X Men Red, yeah. probably phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. If you were reading X Men, yeah, I I I have enjoyed so much about the Krakoa era, but I'm ready. Yeah, man, I'm ready. I'm t I I hate this. I hate that they do like just have it be X Men Red. If you're gonna do miniseries, yes, uh, don't have it be X Men Red and then Resurrection of Magneto. Have it be so like, X Men Red res Resurrection of Magneto. Like, at least let the people know if they're on that path, right? If they're reading the this corner of the Krakoa I mean, corner of the Marvel Universe, wh where you should be headed. In good faith, this is, uh, deserves a retitling because it's the larger combination. In bad faith, they're juice in numbers I know. for a new number one. Drives me nuts. I, anyway. I, this is a really pretty book, but God damn it. Yeah, it's, it's, wildly inaccessible for anybody that hasn't been like day Reading. and date with yeah. all of their uh, Krakoa stuff. Well, Star Wars Thrawn Alliances, number one, came out by uh, Zahn and Hauser. Timothy Zahn, Jody Hauser are the writers, Pat O'Leaf and Andrea DeVito are the artists, and Rachel Rosenberg is the colorist. So I am told, Noel, that Thrawn is one of the most popular characters of the EU, right? The, the hence, uh, the, the since discontinued um, legends legends of Star Wars, right? And so popular and so beloved that the guy who wrote the original Thrawn trilogy came back and in continuity wrote two new Thrawn trilogies. Mm -hmm. And we see him in Rebels and we see him in the uh, Soka TV show. And I have yet to be, I have yet to discover why he's so beloved. Um, he is a very soft-spoken um, uh, strategist. He's great at strategy. And so I keep, I keep trying. Uh, I started um, the last comic series, which was just called Thrawn, also by Hauser. And um, 
I don't. I haven't finished it yet. I got a little, got a little sleepy. But I was like, you know what? New number one. We'll check it out. The only thing that's keeping me on board for this is the fact that we have Thrawn and Vader sent on a mission together, mm-hmm. and Vader, who normally barks orders and everyone goes yes sir when or they choke out um uh, thrawn is like nah i'm gonna i'm gonna do this other thing um which i i find interesting and so that's sort of ticking off vader uh vader um is also trying to command thrawn's troops and thrawn's like hold up dog these these are mine uh plus we get a, a backstory with uh um padme amidala and anakin and a mystery that's going on there which I also found kind of interesting. So um, Thrawn and Vader are sent to a world because there's a disturbance in the force as far as the Palpatine Palps is concerned. Mm. And so um, I'm, I'm hanging on by a thread on this one. Uh, I'm just interested enough that I'm going to check out number two. I think it's fresh enough. Where'd you drop? I was bored. Okay. Um, yeah. I feel like I'm being gaslit by all of Star Wars fandom telling me that Thrawn is the best, mm-hmm. and I've yet to see it or okay. read it. It's not just me. Great. No, I'm I'm a little bored by it. And also, too, I, this it, it is interesting to have him and Vader kind of together, but all it does is is successfully make Vader, Vader look like a petulant shit. Mm-hmm. Um, Which he is. Yeah, knowing but... Knowing what we know of Annie. But knowing what we know of Annie... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Knowing what we know of him, he'd be murdering people left and right around Thrawn. Yeah. Like, he's just a bitch. Now, is something going to be revealed in the backstory that makes him act like a bitch around Thrawn? Maybe. I don't know if I... I don't know if I care. That right, sounds, that sounds very forgot, harsh. Yeah, I don't want to spoil anything, but they do have a, a previous the, but, I mean, look, yeah. this that's, that's a fucking content 101. The fact that, like, when you introduce two separate, seemingly separate plot lines, they do eventually merge together in the same yeah. space because they're related to each other. Mm-hmm. That's just how it works, whether people show up or not. They're telling me this backstory because it has direct relation or causation to the current story. Sure, yeah. It's fine. So I just did not maybe there's them to, to no, have already met. It's... it's um. Um, it's just in a weird way, it's mildly irrelevant is what I'm saying. Like the, I still don't know what makes this guy so great and throwing him against other like canon events. I I don't, I'm not exactly sure how interested I am. Okay. You know, valid. This is the first time that I'm like, well, that's not true. I really liked him in rebels, but as far as like reading about him, this is the first time that I'm like, Oh, I'll, I'll probably yeah, I'm, I'm probably on the hook for this because of all the other stuff that's going on around him. <clears throat> and and if anybody wants to attack me, I have actually been loving every other Star Wars series. That was going to be my next question. Yeah, I've I've been reading Star Wars proper by Charles Soule, um, Bounty Hunters by um, Ethan Sachs is probably the best Star Wars book I've read in a very 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 long time. That's awesome. Um, the events, the Kira events, have been great. Yeah. yeah. Um, Which were just real quick. Uh, a War of the Bounty Hunters, uh, Crimson Rain, Crimson Rain, and Hidden Empire. Hidden Empire. Um, and uh, I mean, the Darth Vader book is always good yeah. by Greg Pak. Uh, and the only one that is, it's good, but it's breezy and kind of like, you know, like oh okay, whatever. Is is um, Alyssa Wong's Doctor Afra? It's it's weird. I read it and I know that it, like oh this is a solid book. This is cool. It doesn't have the same kind of like holy shit that the other books have yeah. for me. Um, All right. it's like flippant. I I don't. No one else cares about this but me. 
but I'm also trying to catch up on Star Wars. Yeah. How are you reading it? Are you reading it a trade at a time? Yeah, trade at a time. You're not going because a lot of it is Star Wars. Then the next issue is Darth Vader. Then the next issue is Bounty Hunters. Then the next issue is Afra. You just do Star Wars in a trade paperback, Vader in a trade paperback. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what I'm doing. Yeah, because they like um, even with the events, they're not that married to each other that I have to read it. Inter- interchanging issues yeah. like since jump this era of star wars since jump i've only been reading it in trades okay cool yeah That's, i tried doing it issue and to I, issue and i couldn't do it i'll integrate the trades yeah. so like i'll read star wars volume two and then vader vader volume, volume two, two yes, and then yes, that perfect. but not yeah. issue to issue that's yeah, that's unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, yeah, I've been trying to catch up on Star Wars. I've been loving a lot of the Marvel stuff. Yeah. If you're already in the bag for Thrawn, you're gonna love it. Yeah. Yeah. If you're a Thrawn stan. Yeah. Simp. Um, all right. All right, guys. Oh, oh yeah, join we're us tonight. tonight. Yeah, tonight we're gonna talk about um, Crisis? DC animated universe Crisis uh, Justice League Crisis on Infinite Earths Part One. Which is, I guess, the Tomorrowverse? I don't know what that is. I don't I've either, man. I've heard it called as the Tomorrowverse, but I don't know what that is. The DCEU, no, DCAEU. I don't know. Already ended. Yeah. That was with the uh, Apocalypse War. That was the Flashpoint universe. Yeah. And then since then, it's been the Tomorrowverse? I guess so. All right. I, well, I, yeah. we'll be talking about it tonight. Yay! All right. We'll talk at you later. do 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 You're listening to the Cult Pop Network, home to podcasts, live shows, and a whole lot of fun stuff for every flavor of fan. Follow us wherever you find your favorite podcasts, and be sure to join us live every Wednesday night at youtube.com backslash cultpopgo at 8 p.m. Eastern. While you're there, be sure to subscribe to the channel and hit the bell icon so you'll know when we drop new thunder rounds and episodes of Fresh Floppies, a spoiler-free show about single-issue comics released each week. Until then, we'll talk at you later.